Welcome to week two of Toonami Faithful's Gundam Wing Group Watch. I am your host, Sketch, and anyone who sees me has got a date with his maker. And I am joined by... Hey everyone, it's GTZ here, and I'm right over here, so come and kill me. That's right. Come get him, Hero. Though, Hero's not doing such a great job at, uh, at killing named characters in this so far <laughs> or even himself oh he's really he's bad, bad at killing all. himself <laughs> really bad <laughs> oh yeah so this is week two which uh, is episodes two three four five and six as week one only covered episode one those episode titles being episode two the Gundam Death Scythe, Episode 3, Five Gundams Confirmed, Episode 4, The Victorian Nightmare, Episode 5, Relina's Secret, and Episode 6, Party Night! That sounded very fancy. I mean, <laughs> the Japanese title is literally Party Naito. <laughs> With the way... The katakana would be pronounced, which is pretty, pretty good, in my opinion. They gotta bring in that good old English. Oh, yeah, if you actually did watch any of these episodes in Japanese, sometimes you get to hear some quality English, uh, particularly from Duo, since he's supposed to be American, I believe, and, uh... Hero, at least in the first episode when he's, yeah, in the first episode when he's doing all the stuff on the computer and talking about how he's getting all his stuff paid, at the end there, he's like, no problem. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> or something along those lines. Maybe it was, okay, or <laughs> I, I forget. If it already wasn't hard enough to take this show seriously. I know, right? <laughs> this show. Oh, this show. So, in the previous episode, I pointed out how in the dub there's this line about firing the machine gun at the... Uh, it was it was in uh, f uh, flying mode at the time as a fighter. And Zex is like, no machine gun for him. Shoot him down. And somebody was kind enough to point out to me on Twitter, that being Night Eagle eight 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 one. Machine gun is military slang for warning shot. I did not know that, and that is to say that the dub writers know their stuff. Huge props to them. Though I suppose the line was pretty much the same in the Japanese, so... I mean, they're kind of going along with that. But, so good job for adapting the script. Yeah, good job. Oh, let's not talk about localization, shall we? <laughs> Big old kerfuffle about that on Twitter right now. It's pretty stupid, among other things. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Right. So, not 
a whole heck of a lot happened in these five episodes, as V-Lord was uh, conveying to me before we started recording, and I generally agree with that, though there is a lot of things set up in this first batch of episodes, so let's kind of point out the key important things that occur. So, uh, at the end of episode one, the Wing Gundam has sunk in the Pacific Ocean. So, part of the story goes that Zex and a small crew use a submarine to try and get it, but he's thwarted by Duo Maxwell showing up in the Death Scythe Gundam. Or the Gundam Death Scythe, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. You gotta say it right, it is the Gundam Death Scythe. It's like a tribe called Quest, you gotta say the whole thing. Oh, how many Boondocks references am I going to make in this podcast? <laughs> you can never have too many, so... I'm up to, I'd I'm say up to at least to two. <laughs> yeah, let's get to 500. <laughs> yeah. 500. Oh. There aren't even 500 episodes of the Boondocks, but there's probably at least 500 lines. <laughs> there's got to be more than 500 lines, right? Probably. Maybe? Probably. <laughs> yeah. So, Hero is... Oh, actually, that is in episode two. Uh, Hero... <laughs> Hero is, like, shown riding a horse. And then the next scene you see, he somehow jumped from the horse to a very high window. Which I guess is probably his dorm room, based on other things that we see. But I thought it was, like, a general computer room. Or, like, an office in the school. That's what I thought, because there was, like, several computers on there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. how does Hero have That's all this it. tech? <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't he? No, that, yeah, that probably is not his dorm room then, though. So similar layout. Uh, yeah, so that is what happens in episode two. And one of the girls is like, where's Hero? Hero's supposed to be here. And then another girl's like, that guy doesn't need any lessons. <laughs> That's right. He's quite good at riding the horses. He's tamed the wild animal. Yeah. Oh, no. He didn't tame a wild animal. That's Troa's gig. <laughs> Troa shows up to the circus like, I need a job. Here's my paperwork. This doesn't tell me a dang thing. He's like, all right. How about some first-hand experience? Sticks his hand into the lion cage. And the lion just comes on over and gets pet. He's like, oh, well, I guess I'm hiring this guy. <laughs> Anybody who does something that crazy ought to work in the circus, right? Uh, and that's the first time we see Catherine, in which all she says is, strange kid. You don't say. Yeah, I believe that's uh, Monica's story is Catherine. She also plays one of her Lena's friends. But uh, I think that's Monica's story. Okay, so... Uh, Hero is actually trying to blow up his Gundam, which means he needs to get some torpedoes. So that's another thing that he did on the computers. Apparently, he could just order some torpedoes or find where he can get torpedoes from some school computer. 
Sure. I thought it was just implied he, like, hacked into some, like, government server and found where they were located. That seems about right. I mean, he's trained in so many different ways, he's probably capable of hacking, too. Well, yeah, he You'd definitely think can. think with all that knowledge, though, he'd be good at, like, being discreet? <laughs> Apparently not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nuh-uh. Um, give him some credit. He manages to, you know, get the torpedoes and all that without really getting noticed other than that one guy. Oh, how can we forget? (laughs) At the beginning of episode two, somebody's like real offended that Hero tore up the invitation. So he's like, aren't you ashamed of yourself as a gentleman? Clearly I like Relina and want to get into her panties. Clearly. I don't know. Maybe he's just a friend. <laughs> he sure doesn't go anywhere with her, though. <laughs> Shows up late for the birthday party. What the heck, man? <laughs> he's lost all his clout right there. That's right. But he did show up on a motorcycle, which shows he's compensating for something. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few points there. And apparently Hero held on to the ambulance. <laughs> Not sure where he stashed it. But then again, if he can stash a Gundam, he can stash an ambulance. Not not nearly as big of a problem. But he uh, he, he rides off in an ambulance, and oh yeah, Rulina's birthday party happens during this spiel, and uh, her father, uh, Vice Minister Darlian, the dub pronounces Dorlin. As far as I can tell. Not not sure what they were going for there. What, so is this supposed to be Darlian? Yeah, it's like D-A-R-L-I-A-N. So I don't know where the do part is from there. I thought it was just Darlin, but there is an A in there. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> That's probably how they pronounced it in the... Japanese, and they just kind of went with it. Yeah, I mean, looking at the katakana, it looks like Dorian. Yeah, it's D-A-R-L-I-A-N. Yeah, I guess from how the katakana pronounces it would be Dorian, so... That's still weird, though, like... That is weird. Yeah. Sometimes these things happen. (laughs) Gundam wing logic. Yeah, sure, whatever. So, her her father, he's uh, he's got to leave the party because he's got business to attend to, and he go ahead and drops some probably classified photographs. Nice, nice job there. <laughs> and uh, then that guy that took on Hero earlier in the episode shows up, and he's like, huh. Hero's not here. Maybe that was him. And Rulina's like, you saw Hero? Where's Hero? I gotta go find him. I'm gonna leave my birthday party. <laughs> you all just She's stay here. way, way too thirsty for Hero. Way, way, way too thirsty. <laughs> so she somehow manages to find Hero where he's arming the torpedoes to fire at his Gundam. Okay, How sure. How did she even get there? Like, 
I don't. They don't show her really getting there. She just shows up. Well, she has a chauffeur, so maybe. But wouldn't she be, like, trespassing? Probably. <laughs> she confronts him like, What are you doing, Hero? Those are torpedoes, I know. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> you know what torpedoes look like. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, before this, as I mentioned, Duo was taking down the the cancer... Mobile suits. <laughs> Cancer. Uh, the crab mobile suits. <laughs> down underwater. And uh, found the wing Gundam. And it's like about to self-destruct. And it's more like, oh, his car alarm's going off. Yeah, he just, just like taps it and it like stops. One of the soldiers asks, how does his heat weapon work underwater and I guess it's just really really hot <laughs> I have no other explanation and then he can apparently turn into like a key to turn off a Gundam I don't know <laughs> yeah it's just this car key it's neat, all good neat trick <laughs> and then he says <laughs> uh, a line that's so ironic later on when he's like, hmm, no sense getting rid of a perfectly good Gundam. I'll just keep it for my backup supply. Yeah, I just got like five Gundams stored away. If one's in maintenance, you can just take out the other one or just rotate them for every day of the week. It's perfect. Yeah. Though I can't imagine why you would ever show up in anything other than the Death Scythe. Yeah, I mean, the other ones would just be a downgrade. But maybe you want to keep it nice and shiny, so, like, you take out the, the worst ones so that they get all the wear. Nah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, now that uh, Lena's confronting Hero, and Hero pulls a gun on her, and it's all like, for a moment there, Relina. You're in over your head. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. And then my boy, Duo Maxwell, shows up and shoots Hero before he can shoot Relina. And he's all like, well, it's obvious who's the bad guy here. And then Relina gets mad at him. Yeah, so apparently not so obvious. <laughs> How dare you shoot the person that was going to shoot me? This was our special moment. And you ruined it. Now, the Gundams start rising because they were on a timer to get pulled up from the ocean. And Duo thinks quick and like holds up a light to blind what anybody can see. Because he's actually pretty good at the whole concealment thing. And tells Relina, I was like, yeah, you probably have your reasons for being here, but don't look. You should get out of here. <laughs> but uh needless to say uh hero takes a moment to get up fire off the torpedoes and they manage to hit both the wing and the death scythe but i mean they clearly damaged them but it mainly just made a big explosion and they fell back under the water 
And the duo's like, Oh, he knows Gundamian's impact tolerance. That means he's the mobile suit's pilot. It's like, he literally just told you that a moment ago. It's my suit! I love how Hero's so happy when he, like, shoots the Gundams. Yeah, he's like... He's like, mission complete, and then he just, like, falls into the water. It's like... I mean, you still got some loose ends here, Hero. Yeah. Well, whatever. He also totally looked like a dead body in that, like, freaking... Oh, he did. Like, water. He did. So, let's talk about how crazy it is that that scene even aired on Toonami. And as far as I remember, the only real difference is they censored the blood. Like, they still fired guns. There was still normal gunshot sounds. Like, even a year later, that wasn't gonna fly. So, props. Props. Yeah, I mean... It's pretty wild. I guess, like, the scene itself, like, Kiro getting shot isn't, like, super graphic. Like, it's just kind of a flash and then bam. Yeah. There's the gun wound. Yeah. Like, even then, like, they're visibly showing guns. They're visibly showing guns. And, I mean, if you look at the edit list for Trigun from way back when on Adult Swim, there were times when they would, like, cut out a shot of somebody pointing a gun at somebody in Trigon. <laughs> wow. Mainly uh, when they were pointing to that head or face area. Though, oddly enough, not when they were pointing it at themselves. <laughs> and there was even one time where somebody shot themselves in the head and killed themselves, and they didn't censor that. So... Killing yourself is okay. Killing someone else, not okay. That that's uh that's an interesting that censorship's uh telling a very problematic message there. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> so after this, Hero gets taken to an Alliance military hospital, and that's where we meet Sally and Rolina like <laughs> Corley tries to play it off like, oh yeah, we're good friends. Whatever, Lena. Whatever. I'm not entirely sure how the Alliance military ends up getting Hero. Did Lena call them? Maybe? Uh, do, do they just have, like, people, like, monitoring the docks? Being like, oh, hey, look, there's a body. And did, like, Duo <laughs> just, like, leave the scene right away after, like... Oh, yeah, he peaced out for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing, because then he could, you know, spring Hero out. Yeah, but that's the thing in the show. Like, so far, like, there's so much stuff that just happens off screen. And then you're just, like, in a completely new scene. And it's like, wait, what? How'd everyone get here? Mm. Yeah. And it also jumps between the different Gundam pilots doing various things. So. that With can... very little context in between. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Well, most of the time, at least early on, it's just them attacking bases, destroying mobile suits. So, I guess it's not that important to know exactly where and when they are. Though, I feel like another anime would probably bother to put, like, subtitles of 
the locations. I I feel like other Gundams even did that. <laughs> yeah, quite a few other Gundams did that. Yeah. Because it would be like Battle of X or something, or like just the location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that plays into the whole espionage level of this show. I don't know. Even though there's not much actual espionage. <laughs> nah, not a whole lot. <laughs> All things considered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, around the time that Relina is going to see Hero at this hospital, Duo causes a commotion, Spring's Hero, and, uh, <laughs> the guy, like, ripped his own hand out of the restraint and is like, here, give me your knife, I'll finish the job. <laughs> and they... Jump out a very high window to escape, and Duo's got this neat, like, spinning apparatus to slow his descent, which kind of looks like a mini version of his scythe. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Probably. The motion of it, though, just reminds me of, like, uh, Tails from Sonic, whenever yeah. he's, like, flying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hero only has a parachute. And he doesn't have a lot of time to deploy it before it's going to be a bad fall. But, well, at this point, Hero's like, well, I got away, so now I can die. <laughs> Even though you're, like, not very far from where they captured you. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Like, at first I thought like he was just intentionally trying to kill himself right away. I think that was his intent. Now, kind of think of it. If he does kill himself, it's not like they can get any information out of him. So, he just couldn't manage to kill himself at the table, I guess. Bite your tongue off, you pussy. <laughs> I mean, considering how much he, like, messed up his arm, you'd think he'd just do that. Mm-hmm. Kind of. What kind of soldier doesn't have a suicide pod on hand? Come on. <laughs> I mean, his suicide, like, bomb on his suit got all messed up. So. No, that didn't, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's falling fairly quickly, and Duo's like, you need to deploy your chute. <laughs> and then Relina rushes out, sees him falling, and he's like, Hero! And then that apparently wakes him up enough to be like, maybe I don't want to die. <laughs> oh, wait, dying is probably not a good idea. Let's try to survive. I'm not entirely sure what his thinking is at that point. I think he's just not sure what to do, so he pulls the shoot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think hero and thinking can be ever used in the same sentence. <laughs> but, yeah. You probably just did it on impulse or something. Yeah, exactly. Impulse. Like, ah, someone's calling me. Well, <laughs> whatever. So he deploys the suit way too late, and as to be expected, he smacks into the hillside and does quite the tumble. And can I just say that whenever they have a scene with, like, somebody tumbling in this show, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really well-animated tumble. Yeah. 
There's another scene where Wu Fei like flies off of a motorcycle. It's great. It's fantastic. But uh, Hero crashes on the beach and is surprisingly alive because once again, Hero is good at just about everything except subtlety and dying. He also doesn't even look that injured. No. Like, you'd think hitting all those rocks would, like, make him bleed a bunch, but nah. You, you he's chilling. So. <laughs> he's surviving. So, Duo picks him up and is like, hey, you know, you don't have to trust me, but I'm the only friend you got. Like, friend? That's a bit presumptuous of you. <laughs> I have no friends. All I have is my mission. <laughs> That's right. My friend is my mission. It will never betray me. Oh, wait. <laughs> Maybe it will. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, he picks him up, and later, he's, you know, kind of nursing his wounds, and he puts a broken bone back into place. <laughs> and it really wigs out Duo. Just gotta get used to these things, Duo. It's... It's not going to be uncommon if you hang out with this guy. Duo's, like, reactions in this episode are just, like, gold. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, when Hero's, like, falling, too. He's like, oh, God, I'm going to be, like, traumatized. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be traumatized for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. Also in that episode, uh, we see... Troa open up a can on uh, some military base and fire all of his bullets. <laughs> and him running out of bullets is going to be a thing. <laughs> Good old Gundam heavy arms. Of course, he's not defenseless. He's still got that knife. <laughs> Which... When in doubt, always have a knife on your Gundam. That's right. For sure. Or a beam saber, or really any melee weapon. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And uh, also on the battlefield, we have uh, Katra Rubabu Winner and his group, which I like to call the Winners. <laughs> That's right, it's Katra and the Winners. With the Gundam I mean, Sand Rock. They were definitely winning in this case. Oh yeah, for sure. So Troy has already taken out a bunch of the Alliance military. And Catra's group shows up, and for a moment there, they get into a scuffle, and Catra's, like, right-hand guy is like, he's out of bullets! And Catra's like, no, this guy doesn't rely on bullets. Like, who are you talking about? <laughs> it's the heavy arms kind of <laughs> But they have a... Just a little scuffle, and then Catra's like, no, this isn't right. And he gets out of his mobile suit. It's kind of hanging out. It, it's cool how they have, like, that compartment that opens up in the front, and they can stand on it and have a chit-chat. And Catra's like, I don't want to fight. And then Troa comes out with his arms up. And Catra says, put your arms down. I was the first one... To surrender and come out. <laughs> leave that there. Oh, that scene. <laughs> yep. That entire time, I'm just imagining the song "Why Can't We Be Friends" playing. 
<laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. And uh, at the same time, Zex is introduced to the Tall Geese, the original prototype mobile suits. He gets a look at it and decides, yep, I want that. Fix it up. I'm going to take it. It's mine now. <laughs> so what's Wu Fei been up to? No good for sure. Uh, he decides to attack the Lake Victoria Alliance base where they, <laughs> as Zex points out, even the children know that the Toro suits are being manufactured at this base. Yes, even the children, including one children named Shang Wu Fei. <laughs> and uh, in that great moment that you see in the tsunami trailer, Shang Wu Fei presses the button and the base goes boom. And man, this guy, what an asshole. He targets the people instead of the mobile suits. Well, he also targets the mobile suits, but I mean, I guess the logic is if you kill the people. You have less to worry about with the mobile suits. And He's killing two birds in one stone. It's efficient. It It is. And also ruthless. He's a ruthless young man. Uh, and uh, leading the troops at this base is Zek's old uh, academy friends, Lucretia Noin, who's a lieutenant, who's... Uh, teaching the men how to handle the new mobile suits and she's doing so even though she doesn't like war because she has such a fondness for space. There. <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta point out the quietest rave room <laughs> where apparently her uh, subordinates hang out to blow off some steam. You have Zex and Noin in there sharing a moment <laughs> and Zex is like this is a cheery room <laughs> god Zex looked so out of place in that room just like wait what's even going on here I don't know I don't know <clears throat> and uh they weren't knocking boots but they were knocking swords <laughs> that's the kinkier way of doing it I think so and then I like the juxtaposition of that you see the two birds sitting together. Oh yeah, and this is the bar where Wufei blows up the base. <laughs> so, knowing being a capable soldier, you know, rallies her troops and gives everybody a plan. Is like, alright, we're going to try to get the Taurus suits out of here. And we're going to go after the enemy. And her troops are not good at their job. <laughs> They're like, Where's the enemy? I can't find the enemy anywhere. So all Ooh, she does dead. is, hmm, let's try the heat sensor. Oh, there he is. Ugh. Idiots. It didn't take her long to find him at all. So we get this great scene where she's chasing down Wufei on a motorcycle in one of the Ares mobile suits. I was like, yeah, this is sweet. Riding on a motorcycle, getting chased down by a mobile suit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> the good stuff. It is the good stuff. And that's where she blows him off the motorcycle. She's like, hey, stop or I'll shoot. And she shoots. But 
Of course, he's a gun to pilot, so he just flies off the motorcycle and he's all right. <laughs> At which point she berates him for uh, attacking the barracks instead of, you know, the mobile suits directly. And he's like, well, you sound like a know-it-all. And that's when he determines, like, oh, this is a woman. And doggone it, Wufei, why are you going to be a sexist, too? He is really sexist in this episode. <laughs> oh, man, he is a, he's a problematic young lad. <clears throat> that he is. So, so, like, well, I guess she's not going to attack me because she's a bleeding heart. <laughs> So she gives him just a little bit of an opening, and he takes it. He kicks a bag full of explosives, blinds her momentarily, and zips off on his motorcycle to get his Gundam, and that was a critical mistake. One, critical mistake. Two, was asking her troops to bring out this super laser thing. And critical mistake three was telling them to hold their fire... Because he's a kid? <laughs> Lady, you're not going to get very far in a Gundam series if you s- underestimate teenagers. <laughs> her, troop, her troops like also literally ask why, and then Wufei just replies, because she's a woman. <laughs> oh, jeez. Let me check the Japanese on that. Oh, gosh, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oof, oof. Yeesh. Oh, boy. And then he berates her about underestimating him, un- underestimating him because he's because she thought he was a kid. And says, I don't kill bleeding hearts or women. And just pieces out. It's like, oh. Oh, my God. This uh, notably accepts Noin. <laughs> uh, I can't talk. This uh, upsets Noin tremendously as she gets dragged back by some of her subordinates as X is like, are you okay? I'm just glad you're okay. He's like, I want to get those Gundams. He's like, I want to get those Gundams. Should we get those Gundams together? Hell yeah, we should. Oh yeah. Yeah. The dynamic duo is back. Ah, uh, radio. So now Relina's, father has another diplomatic whatchamacallit and uh, decides to take Relina with him to visit the colonies. And uh, yeah. Uh, At this point Oz is like, you know, we gotta get rid of this uh, Darlene guy. He's, He's too much trouble. So Lady Un, in a very mustache-twirly way, <laughs> accompanies them on their trip. And the uh, colony's representatives are like, we, we have no idea what all these rumors are about. We, we didn't send mobile suits down to Earth. We don't know any of this crap. And Lady Un's like, yes, we will see. <laughs> Let us hope that these rumors are not true. Yeah, they getting played for sure. <laughs> like even on the ship ride, when uh, Darlian says the uh, 
line that you probably know from a tsunami video. Never forget how the earth looks from afar. <laughs> Never forget how beautiful the earth looks from afar. Man, this show is just full of good quotes <laughs> for those videos. And uh, right after that, Lady Un's like, yeah, enjoy it. It's your last time. <laughs> As she looks at her compact. And... They have this little exchange. And just like, oh, I hope this goes well for you. So it's like, oh, I'm quite sure I have nothing to discuss with a specials officer. Oh, I didn't mention that yet. The special mobile suit unit known as the Specials. They sound very special. Very special. And uh, this uh, being led by Trace Kustranata, that suave devil. Yeah, they uh, basically can do whatever the hell they want. Which works out well to move the plot along, I must say. They are above the law. More or less. <laughs> oh, but usually they have pretty good advice. At least Zex does. Zex is like, you know, the enemy is not here where the mobile suits are, so maybe you shouldn't move them. <laughs> oh, but they did. And then he blew them up. Because they were moved. And Zex is like, I told you. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but he was thinking it. And the other guy was like, I can have you court-martialed. Eh, <laughs> uh, mm-mm. Not a good idea. So there's this meeting regarding what's going on on Earth and the relations with the colonies, and they're telling Lady Un that she can't stay for the meeting, and she's like, she don't want to stay anyway. <laughs> That meeting's gonna bomb. She's very unsubtle during this entire thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, did she steal that explosive compact from the Totally Spice? I think she did. Seems, seems likely. So she leaves her compact bomb right outside the door. And Relina, just wanting to be helpful... Just picks it up and tries to bring it back to her. And she's like, you fool, what are you doing? It's like, well, she's not going to know it's a bomb. She's not supposed to. And if this was Looney Tunes, that bomb would have comedically exploded in Lady Un's hands. But this is not Looney Tunes. This is Gundam. And she has a pretty good throwing arm, I must say. Yeah, she just kind of like chucks that thing back in there. Yeah. Chucks it, breaks through the window. They're having their meeting. They're like, what's this? Ah! I love how she even knew which window it would had to be. It's just like, okay, you do you. Kill those people. Uh-huh. And she expects to just get away with it. Oh, but she does. Somehow. Somehow there are no witnesses other than Relina and her own men. Yeah, there's just an ordinary woman chucking a bomb into a building. Something you see every day. Yeah, and you would think it would be a building with pretty decent security. Guess not. It's very peaceful on the colonies, they point out. It's very peaceful. Very safe. Very safe on the colonies. Except this one time. 
where nothing could possibly go wrong. Basically. <laughs> so, Relina just rushes in to see how her father is doing, and, well, he's not doing great. <laughs> and they get whisked away by some mysterious group who is not being very forward with Relina. <laughs> this is like, you need to come with us. It's like, why? Just because... I mean, give her an explanation. Say that you're working with her father. Just say anything other than just come with us. She goes anyway, so whatever. <laughs> and then also is willing to get pricked with some kind of sedative. Just okay. <laughs> Completely normal. Nothing wrong here. This. I don't know about this girl. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's uh, a little too willing to cooperate in certain instances. I don't know why. Considering but, that she's obsessed with a psychopathic murderer, that's not too surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One episode, they just pan over to Relina, decides to, you know, yell what you said at the beginning of the podcast. Hero, I'm over here. Come and kill me. She doesn't do anything else that episode, too. It's literally just that one scene. Yep. It's like, why? Well, what's the point in this? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, yeah. So, be before Darlene passes out from, I would assume, near-death pain, uh, he informs Relina that he's not actually her father, for real. She is the daughter of the Peacecraft family, who is a family that was devoted to absolute pacifism. Because with a name like Peacecraft, you gotta be crafting peace. I thought they were crafting war. No, that's uh, another franchise. Yep. <clears throat> so it's the old uh, save the female heir of a dying regime story. You know the one. <laughs> As uh, Darlene, who was uh, close to this family takes care of the daughter and takes her in his zone. Sure. And uh, earlier, there was just this brief little moment where Noin pointed out that Zex also goes by Peacecraft. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. More about that in a moment. <clears throat> because now we got Lady Un broadcasting on the TV that it was the colony's terrorists' treachery and they'll be investigating and depending on how things turn out, there may have to be violence. Oh boy. A convenient excuse. 
And uh, this, of course, upsets the uh, not-terrorists organization that's working in the shadows. <clears throat> and Melina grabs one of their guns and pulls it on them. Because this girl... I, mm. <laughs> and they're all like, what are you doing? You can't go up against Oz? They'll kill you. And she's like, I'm not afraid of dying. No. No, she's not. In fact, I'm starting to think she likes the idea of dying more than how much she likes Hero. It's just like, yeah, I think that's just her fetish at this point. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Because how many times has she been like, I don't care if I die? Okay. Well, most people care if they die, but I guess you don't. All right. But she's calmed down when uh, Dr. J shows up. The uh, very engineer who designed the Wing Gundam and trained Hero. And he's all like, Hero Yui? You're speaking of uh, Hero Yui? She's like, Hero? You know Hero? Because, <laughs> yeah, she got it bad. <clears throat> and he takes her on a nice little car ride where they have a long discussion about the colonies and how Hero is the namesake uh, Hero, Hero's code name is uh, from the great pacifist leader of the colonies, Hero Yui. Oh, the irony. Yeah, it is a bit ironic, isn't it? <laughs> and Hero's not the only one that has a code name that relates to somebody else, but uh, I won't say more for the moment. <clears throat> And, yeah, uh, they have this conversation about Hero's training and his mission. Uh, basically, he's like, you know, Hero's a good boy. And she's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. And then he's like, he may be a good boy, but he's very serious about his mission and you should stay away from him. Advice that she will not be taking. <laughs> they managed to whisk her away back to Earth in time for a party! <laughs> Fun. Yeah. I love my party episodes in my war stories. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Another party, and uh, hopefully this time people stay for this one. Well... I mean, at least this time there's a good excuse to leave. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Oh, there's also this great moment where Catra is playing, I believe, a violin, and then Troa pulls a flute out of a case in which many instruments are, at least several flutes. <laughs> And he pulls out, and they have a nice little duet. It's weird, though, because you don't actually hear them playing. They have, like, a violin and a flute playing in the background, but it's clearly not coming out of their instruments, and it's so weird. It's cutting corners is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I don't know, you could isolate the tracks, though, and just, like, had one of them play the violin and then start the flute later... But now let's just have the music playing the entire time. Yeah. And mute the entire scene. Yeah. 
Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. But clearly those two are having some nice bonding time. Oh my. Oh my, indeed. Yes. So, Relina returns home and, you know, has a conversation with her mother. Who's like, Relina, I have something to tell you. She's like, no, you are my mother. You will always be my mother. It's like, that's a nice moment. It's nice yeah, to have a nice I, moment. But before yeah, that, have you one had nice the, moment with you her. had those stupid paparazzi be like, blah, 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 blah. like, why are you asking me all these questions? I'm grieving. Leave me alone. Doggone paparazzi. But people deserve to know your every ounce of being. Yeah, for sure. So, it's the night of another party. I'm not sure what the party is for. It's just some school dance, I guess. And Relina shows up after her ordeal. And there's everybody chattering about what she's been through and what everybody's saying. And Obviously, they're being affected by the spin that the media has been receiving. And her friends, who I previously thought maybe would disown her over nothing, honestly seem maybe a little too dependent on Relina. <laughs> like, Relina, I'm so sorry to hear about your father. Oh, I don't want to be at a party. It just makes me sadder. No, my father would want us to be stronger. <laughs> You're so wise, Miss Relina. <laughs> I love it, like, the previous episode, too, like, they're, like, because Relita's up in the stars, they're gonna shine brighter or something. Oh, yeah, that... <laughs> like, what? Uh... <laughs> there are implications here. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, this, this whole circle of friends that she has seemed pretty hopeless without her. <laughs> like, they can't function... As normal human beings, if she's not around, I guess. <laughs> the moment, like, really, you know, like, leaves their vicinity, they just stop breathing. <laughs> they fall to the floor. Well, I mean, we obviously saw them without her, so... They exist, <laughs> to say the least. But do they exist, or do they only exist when Relina wants them to exist? Oh. This isn't one of those kind of Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more straightforward than that. <laughs> Though the plot does get very convoluted eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she overhears that Hero's gonna transfer and she's like, it must be because of his mission. And she confronts him in his dorm room and is like, you leaving, Hero? Well... I know too much, Hero. I met Dr. J. <laughs> he pulls a gun on her. He's like, I met Dr. J. And he's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> oh, you can be surprised? Usually I'm the one who's always surprised. And I was like, yeah, you can be surprised. Do you remember the first time you met? <laughs> he looked pretty darn surprised when he you saw his face. <laughs> he's like, oh. I've already failed the mission. Well, time to die. 
Well, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, classic hero. <clears throat> uh, but uh, somehow or other, she actually convinces him to show up to the party and dance. Mm. He must be. Yeah, she. Yeah, she must be growing on him a little bit. Hero, I guess, likes to dance. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe he's not a bad dancer, from as far yeah. as we can see. Yeah, he's like, huh? I've been murdering people for a while. I should probably take a break and dance. <laughs> I could take a load off. Meanwhile, Duo's like, man, the moon sure looks nice. I bet that guy doesn't even take a moment to look at the moon. I wonder what that guy's up to. You know, not chilling out. <laughs> well, he was taking a moment to enjoy life with the dance. So give him credit for that, Duo. <laughs> but <clears throat> not, not for long. <clears throat> They share their dance, and they have a little exchange about how... Oh, gosh, Relina. <laughs> Weren't you going to kill me? Yeah. Well, I don't mind dying now. I didn't want to die without answers. But now I'm on your side. What? We're all as confused as you are, hero. We're all as confused. <laughs> or just... I don't even know. But then Oz crashes the party, almost literally. Because Lady Un decided to take five mobile suits to go kill a civilian. As you do. Yeah. It's perfectly normal. Well, to be fair, she did ask for permission. Yeah, she was following orders. Of sort. Of sort. And Trace is all like, yeah, take five, five mobile suits. Though, if there is a Gundam... That's probably not going to be enough. <laughs> and boy, it wasn't enough. <laughs> it was not nearly enough. <clears throat> oh, man, I forgot to mention. <laughs> There's this scene where Trey's is just taking a bath in this lavish building. <laughs> that was before uh, Darlene's uh, assassination. And it's all like... Mm, yes. Take care of it. Oh, and I'll also bring some more rose bath whatever. <laughs> I think it was just roses for the bath because I guess he yeah. takes a bath with roses. As you do. <laughs> yeah. That's how you be fancy. That's how you be fancy. <laughs> it's like, this show knows how to man service. <laughs> Another thing I noticed, and it's pretty annoying when I'm trying to get screen caps of particular dialogue, is that there are a ton of times where they pan up. Like, they start low, and then they pan up. And sometimes you don't even get the full character in, like, their head in the frame before they switch. I don't understand the point of that. <laughs> like... Oh, cool, it was a pan-up of the gun to mine. It's a... Well, I didn't even get to see the head. <laughs> or at least not the whole thing. But yeah, it's, it got kind of annoying when I was trying to get particular moments of dialogue. <clears throat> yeah. 
Oh yeah, at some point Troa decides to leave Catra because he's got to go do his part-time job at the circus. And he shows up and the ringleader is like, where is that guy? He's late. And then Troa's like, I'm on time, aren't I? Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> on time for your segment, I guess. Close enough. Which is, uh, you know, <laughs> you're paid to be on time. <laughs> you're also paid not to, <laughs> you're not paid to dodge. <laughs> so his deal at the circus, at least at this point, is to just uh, chill out on a board wall. Catherine throws knives in his general vicinity and tries to get as close as possible. And she's like, you know, you don't even look scared. Where's the fun in this? <laughs> My little doll. <laughs> and then she has a moment where it's like, oh, oh shit, he's not actually, he, he wants to die. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> oh crap, I gotta throw a knife. Oh no, I threw it too close. But he didn't dodge. And she's like, why didn't you dodge? I'm not paid to dodge. <laughs> and then it's she like, can... <laughs> you, you get paid extra to dodge, I guess? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think you get paid extra, but... <laughs> they, they, they do try to... They, they do probably expect you not to put yourself in more danger than necessary. Like, mm. I mean, they have really good severance pay if you get, like, knifed in the head. Who knows? Yeah. Severed head. <laughs> uh, uh, so she compares Troa to the lion in the cage, and the lion takes offense. <laughs> As it should. <clears throat> and, uh, She's like, come on, Troa, smile a bit. And I think there's some deep symbolism to that moment where you just see the mask on, like a box or something. Just, just an image of the mask. I was like, something like that. <clears throat> you can't go wrong with the mask. Uh, he's a pretty good mask. But, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Catcher was disappointed to see Troa go, but he's like, I'll see you again. Oh yeah, what do I call you? And when I was first seeing the scene, I was like, he seems a little far away to be talking to him. <laughs> is Catcher just having a chat with himself here? <laughs> Honestly, I think he is at that point, considering I don't think he can hear him. But he did. He did hear him. And he's like, I don't have a name. But if you must call me something, call me Troa. Troa Barton. Goodbye, friend Troa! <laughs> and later, Catra's like looking at the activity of all the other mobile suit pilots and is like, yeah, there's other mobile suit pilots out here attacking bases. I hope I can meet them all one day because this boy just wants to make friends. Gotta make friends and team up to take down everyone. Oh, yeah. That's true friendship. <laughs> and his advisor's like, are you sure we should let him go? 
Mm, he's not the talkative type. Well, that's an understatement. <laughs> he's definitely not the talkative type. That's true. <clears throat> but what if he comes back and attacks? I almost hope he will. At least then I'd see him again. Oh, yeah, that's see how it is, Catcher. But yeah, he just he... wants to make friends. Come on, don't don't twist it. He, he ain't thirsty like Relina. No, he's he's hurt. He's thirsty for friendship. Relina's thirsty for death. Yeah. Uh but Catra, he's a good boy. He tries to be at least for now. For now. <laughs> Uh, so back at the party, uh, there's destruction going on. Hero gets his gun out, defeats all those mobile suits easily enough, but then gets distracted by Relina, who is still hanging out after she basically told her friends, you know, everything's fine, just run. (laughs) But Miss Relina, what should we do? Oh, get help. In more the, ways than one. <laughs> you hear the rhetoric from the uh, folks at the party. is like, are the colonies attacking? It's like, oh boy, you're you're all following that line, are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> It'll be only easier to believe it soon enough, I guess. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> earlier, Lady Un tells her guy, hey, you know, just... Use as much force as necessary. They'll consider it another attack from the terrorists. It's like, I don't feel so good about doing this. Oh, yeah? Well, then you don't have to. Oh, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry for my insubordination. No, come on, man. You might have lived if you had actually, you know, gone against orders here. (laughs) But you didn't. You died. Maybe you were the guy who got the shield point pierced through your mobile suit's helmet. (laughs) So distracted by Relina, Hero gets shot and also allows the building to get shot. I don't know if he's actually trying to protect the building, to be honest. But it's like, oh, geez, I got shot. And then the building is collapsing. And for some reason, he does the opposite of kill Relina. And reaches out with the Gundam to protect her as rubble is about to fall on her. And she's like, hey, weren't you going to kill me? And he's like, I was going to kill you. I was going to kill you. Why didn't I kill you? But he can't think about that for too long because somebody else is attacking him. So he turns around and boom with the shield. Pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, that was pretty dope. So then they send out some more mobile suits. They're all like, oh man, this guy is way too maneuverable. We are screwed. <laughs> and they are. So Relina tries to confront Hero again, you know, just shouting at him outside as he's in a rather tall mobile suit. But he can hear her. <laughs> I guess. They're like, 
come on, hero, weren't you going to kill me? And he's like, all right, let me try this one more time. Uh, I missed. Why did I miss? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to leave. And I contend that if he was that close with the mobile suit, if he turned on those jets at the bottom of his feet, that should have incinerated Relina right there. Probably should have, but I guess not. I guess not. Also, at that point, Trey's calls Lady Un and tells her to call off the mission because Noin had informed him that Relina is actually Zex's relative. Yes, they both hail from the Peace Crafts. Dun, dun, dun. Which is, uh, if you probably wouldn't know it if you saw Gundam Wing as your first Gundam, but if you had seen other Gundams and certainly had seen the original Gundam, you would know that this is basically the Char Sela thing again. Except Relina's nowhere near no. as good of a character as Sela. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sayla is infinitely better than Relina in every way. Yeah. Every way. Like, ugh. I, I don't think it's even comparable. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, if you want a kind of okay comparison, say, uh, Cudelia from Iron-Blooded Orphans is like, a much better Rulina. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, because she does a lot of the same kinds of things as Rulina, only better. <laughs> Points to that, Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's uh, basically it. Gosh, we'd probably talk more than I thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been like an hour, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, my observation is I feel this show is better experienced maybe an episode a day as opposed to marathon. I I think I'm enjoying it more that way. And honestly, the way this is paced, at least so far, kind of feels like it's different days. So it makes sense to watch it on different days. But if you were watching it one episode a week, woof. <laughs> It'd be pretty, pretty slow. Yeah. Like, I feel like not enough happens in a single episode that it would feel natural to watch it week by week. Mm -hmm. Day by day, I think, would be definitely the best method, just that you don't really get, like sick of what's going on because like the other thing i feel is like it kind of is definitely repetitive at times like oh yeah but there's only so much of these characters that you can take in one given sitting except duo you can always take more duo yeah that's true and howard howard showed up the uh the mechanic that fixed the death scythe he's a oh, cool yeah, he guy did. And what what's up with Dr. J's claw? 
They also zoom in on the claw a bunch, too. And I'm like, okay, I mean, it's a cool claw, but why does he have the claw? What does the claw do? I don't know, but it's making me think of Futurama. Somebody's going to get the clamp. If it was clamps, that would be way funnier. It would. It would, but it's it's a claw. The claw. <laughs> Dr. J. Oh, no, please call me Dr. Claw. He's just going to attach himself to a claw machine to, like, get a bunch of prizes. Sure. Why not? Whatever works. Whatever makes money. Yeah. The claw needs to be put to use. <laughs> True that. True that. So, that that sure was a week. I think we're off to an okay start so far. There's some possibility here. I am remembering various things that made me initially like it. But man, the flaws really stick out too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess like this being my first time properly watching through the show, like I can see why it was popular when it aired on Tanami. And the appeal of the show, because, like, I will give it this benefit, like, compared to a lot of Gundam series, it does kind of dive straight into the action a lot faster. Like, mm-hmm. than compared to, like, even Mobile Suitor Zeta, or even, like, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Yeah, I, I think the fact that you have these five pilots all kind of doing different things at different times allows them to basically get an action sequence into every episode... Or more than yeah, one Yeah, and I think, I think that's the fault, though, too. It's like it focuses so much on the action to the point that the characters just feel so bland. Yeah. And, like, I don't really care about the plot that much. I just want to see the blow-up stuff at this point. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you don't really get a sense of why... Characters are doing what they're doing, <laughs> but that may, you know, kind of be clarified as time progresses. Like, you got Zex being all needlessly mysterious, you got Oz trying to take over the Alliance military, you got the Gundam pilots showing up to destroy any advancements that Oz happens to make in order to keep the conflict from getting worse and to generally retaliate to the whole thing. And you got Relina just being there, being annoying. Yeah. (laughs) It's very easy to dislike Relina. Very. I I can definitely understand all the hate for her now. (laughs) Like I'll give her credit for one thing. She's fairly fearless. But it's to a fault. <laughs> she she does some recklessly stupid things just because she doesn't seem to be afraid. You could also honestly take her out of the story completely and not much would change at this point. <sighs> mm, I guess. I mean, she definitely affects particularly hero but 
I suppose you could probably write her out easily enough. I guess at least in, like, these first, like, six episodes, like, she hasn't really had too much of a presence. Barring, like, the last two, like, she has more involvement, but even then it's like... Yeah. she It feels like she could have easily been written out and not much would have been lost. But then they'd have to come up with some other reason for Dr. J to tell us about all this stuff. <laughs> or don't. It's fine. In fact, the majority of the... I feel like the majority of the pilots don't get any kind of background. Certainly not so far. So, maybe that's... uh, I know that there's supplementary material like the manga that goes into detail about things that happened before this series started. Yeah, I've been meaning to read that. uh, Glory of Losers, I think it's called. Yeah, I might have to check that out, too. Yeah, it's out by Vertical. Go get it. Huh? I think, uh... I think we're good. <laughs> we're more than yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to... Uh, might have to reel it in a little bit in future episodes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like... If there was a third person here, we might have been in trouble. (laughs) Thank you for no one being free. Yeah. Though I do kind of feel bummed that nobody else was available because there's certainly some memorable moments in these first... Well, not the first exactly, but in episodes two through six. Certainly some memorable moments. I mean, you got the introduction to Duo, you got the introduction to Noin, you got the you know, whole dealie with Relina's past. You got Wu Fei being an asshole. We're in peak meme territory. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, right. Gotta mention that when Hero and Duo find themselves at the same battlefield again... They're apparently going after the same target, and at one point, Hero's like, target acquired. He looks over to Duo, and he fires, and Duo loses his footing somehow, and it, like, breaks through the ground a little bit, and it's like, oh no, I'm gonna die. (laughs) But, no, 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 Hero was shooting the mobile suit behind Duo. Because he's such a nice guy. <laughs> and then he's all like, I returned the favor. I was like, okay, so he saved your life. So that's one favor. But you janked all of his mobile suit parts. <laughs> so you still got to pay him back for that. I guess he just lumped the favors in together. It's not how it works. <laughs> I guess that's how Hero makes it work. You can't. Expect much more from Hero, I suppose. <laughs> and once again, we have <clears throat> more instances of Hero shooting somebody and being laughing his head off. Yeah. The, he really loves doing that. He does. He does. Which makes you think, if he actually did kill Relina, I feel like it would be like... <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
because of that, that would be pretty funny to watch. <laughs> Is he laughing or crying? I don't know anymore. It's both. Ah, yes, the famous laugh cry. <laughs> He's got to convey some emotions because some of these other Gundam pilots sure don't. Uh, this is that's kind of the scary thing with Hero that he's like he's so quiet and composed most of the time, and then he just bursts out with the laughing. It's like, okay, somebody's holding it in. You do you, Hero. You do you. Chill out, man. Oof. All right. Well, this this has been a podcast, so. Uh, be sure to send your commentary using the hashtag Gundam Wing Group Watch. You can email us at uh, podcast at tunamifaithful.com. You can email me directly, sketch at tunamifaithful.com or sketchcartoonguy at gmail.com. If you uh, have anything you want to talk about, and uh, we'll read your commentary if it's good. Or we might be desperate enough to read some bad commentary. I don't know. We managed to talk about things for a while this time. We'll, we'll see how things go. Uh, V-Lord, where can they find you? People can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com. As well as my more Tanami-focused articles and reviews over on TanamiFaithful.com. And aside from that, I also host the Demon Slayer podcast, which can be found on Twitter at dslayerpodcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash demonslayerpodcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website itself at tanamifaithful.com slash demonslayerpodcast. And like the Tanami Faithful podcast, we're basically streaming everywhere, so look us up, subscribe, and enjoy. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And be sure to follow at Toonami News, where I'm usually tweeting the Gundam Wing Group Watch tweets as the episodes play out. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope that you will join us again. But for now, how come I ended up as the bad guy here? I was just complimenting him. Traitor! Traitor.